What is this? For the masses. Welcome to the For the Masses podcast. My name is John Barrett, your host. This is episode nine featuring Irv McBride. Irv and me have a history, but before I get into that, let's do some admin tasks, okay? Again, follow us on Instagram at underscore For the Masses Podcast, Facebook at For the Masses Podcast, and our YouTube For the Masses Podcast. Episode nine is an interesting one because I'm interviewing a young man named Irv McBride. He's from the same place I am. Very similar experiences. Both of us are very open about our faith. But he's super transparent and he's going in that direction and it's, it brings joy for me to see it. I'm not going to spill too much about the interview, but I'm super, super excited at the level of transparency we were able to get out during this interview. And there's so many gems and jewels in this episode that I'm just super grateful I had the opportunity to interview this young man. So I'll leave it for the interview. Let's jump in for the Masses podcast. Er, welcome to the podcast. We're live, bro. We're live. We're live, bro. We're live after five. We are here. <laughs> hey, yeah, bro. I'm excited to talk with you. Hey, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad. I'm glad we, you know, you set this up for real. I feel like I feel like this is like long overdue. Like we should have been, you know, in a position to have these conversations and things. But you know, always better late than never. You know, so we finally here, and it's only gonna get better from there. I agree, my brother, and um. You know, because it's I feel like uh, we're very uh, we, we have very like similar uh, aspects for ourselves, mm-hmm. um, super open about our faith, things like that from the very similar place, you know. Right. Exactly. exactly. Uh, if I'm in a spot in Earth there, I'm like, this is the spot. Right, here, this is the spot. <laughs> hey, this is the spot to be. If I'm in, <laughs> I'm in the yeah. right place. I'm in the right place. That's real talk. I, want you to I can respect that. I can respect that for sure. Yeah, Irv. So, uh, thank you, thank you for coming on the Florida Masters podcast. You know, um, on, on this podcast, like we cover things like leadership, finance, self development, growth, our faith. You know, um, all the things I know that you're you're focused on as an individual, right? Exactly. You know, so so Irv, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, where you're from, you know, and your upbringing. Ah, uh, so I am from the city, the city that birthed me, Richmond, Virginia, VA, for anybody listening out there, 804, stand up for us, please. Yeah. <laughs> Originally from Richmond, Virginia, went to school at The Illustrious, again, I'm going to say it again, The Illustrious North Carolina A&T State University, where I received my undergraduate degree in computer science with a concentration in cybersecurity. Currently now, I live in Dallas, Texas working for AT&T, a part of their cybersecurity organization where the role that I play is a senior compliance analyst or senior security compliance analyst. And what that really means is I, I wear a big hat and within a big organization to just maintain uh, compliance across our business unit and across our organization. So for any of the tech people out there that, you know, know a little bit about, you know, the aspect of risk assessment, risk management, access controls, uh, vulnerability management, just all of those different things when it comes down to security, I play a part in our in our understanding of how we maintain that within our uh, environment. So yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm just truly grateful to be a part of a part of that, you know, 
I feel like, you know, we turn on the news each and every day and we see different aspects of how, you know, different data breaches occur. I think it was just one just recently this past week um, where a ransomware attack happened. And I guess the hackers were demanding like $70 million. Like, can you really imagine like, you know, being in a position where, you know, you have your whole business tied up and, you know, you're you're asked to pay, you know, a a vast amount of money just to kind of free that up. Like, it's, it's crazy to me. And I think, you know, Cybersecurity is a good place to be in because we need people in that space to kind of protect us from these areas. People are not just getting robbed these days. People are, you know, getting their bank accounts stolen and people running up in their bank accounts, you know, without, you know, person even knowing. So it's just really crazy to think about, man. But but yeah, that's that's a little bit about my background and like my career life and educational wise, I guess you can say I can continue if you want me to, for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely, bro. That's that's a good start. Definitely. And and so like when when we're using terms like ransomware. So everyone listening, ransomware is literally how it sounds. It's literally ransoming some type of like uh, IP from a company, organization, or even a person. And you ransoming it back for, you know, some type of, you know, usually monetary income, right? So, so, so Irv, with that being said, like you, you work in cybersecurity, you got any certifications? Uh, so I'll be honest to say, I don't have any industry related uh, certifications at this time. Um, right now, the way my life was set up, I, you know, got my degree in computer science and had that undergraduate, excuse me, I had that, that concentration in cybersecurity and then was brought into my company to be a part of what was known as our cybersecurity development program, which was a rotation program where I got a chance to live in three different areas, do three different job functions that was a result to um, cybersecurity related roles and, and activities. So that was like kind of like my intro into it. I even took it a step further why I was admitted into a cybersecurity boot camp through the University of Richmond. So that was like a six month rigorous course. We're talking at least, you know, 10 hours, a, 10 hours a week of, of class. And that's three hours on, on Tuesdays and Thursdays and four hours on, on uh, Saturdays and homeworks and projects and all those different things. And I was just truly blessed to be able to make it out of that. And um, yeah, saying all that to say, I'm working towards the Security Plus and from the Security Plus, I'm looking to, you know, obtain my CEH and after the CEH, you know, it's probably the CISSP for me. That's awesome, bro. I mean, you may, it sounds like you've been grinding. You, I mean, definitely been grinding, bro. The area we're from, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, do the opportunity, get the opportunities or do the things that you've been doing. So right. like, talk about that a little bit. You know, you, you know, we're both from Richmond, Virginia, inner city um, environment. You know, how what what was the mental shift that you had to make to like continue to like do the things you wanted to do? Oh, man. To be honest, I uh, I don't get this question asked uh, quite often, but I'm glad you asked it because I like to be open and transparent about my life. Like thinking about it, when I got into school, I thought about being like an engineer and I just heard about it because, you know, it's, it's what paid the bills. It's, it's what brought money to the table and everything. And my mindset wasn't just me making it out alone, but making sure that, you know, the people that took care of me, I can be in a position to take care of them. So um didn't necessarily go the engineering route. I thought more about the technology and software base and got into computer science and struggled, you know, for my four or five years in college just to, you know, see what, you know, the product could be today. And um, but I I think it was, it was just it was just more of a mental thing um, for me, just really wanting more, you know, 
I knew growing up, like I, I was in a in a class where I, I was like a three O student, you know, in high school. So I wasn't necessary. And I went to open high school at that. So, you know, that's the school, you know, where it was college preparatory and you had to get admitted to go into the get into the school. So I played it cool just being like a regular student, but always had this determination and drive just to want more, you know, and I, I really can't really describe it because I felt like God just had his hand over my life. Like any step that I made, I wouldn't say it necessarily made sense, but I feel like it was somebody either praying for me or just guiding me in the right direction to just kind of get, you know, get there, you know, and and I'm glad you called and called it out because, you know, a lot of people don't get those opportunities and I guess I'm grinding so hard right now so that, you know, eventually one day I can present the opportunity for somebody else. You know, one of the biggest things I believe in is lifting as I climb. I'm not just trying to get there alone. I'm trying to ensure that other people can get to where they want to be as well. No, absolutely, bro. And, um, and, and like, it's only God, you know, it's only God for the both of us, bro. Because like, again, like me and you're from the same place, you know, we go out, we got friends who like, you know, went one way, you know, and, um, it seems like, you know, we were able to, you know, blessed to be able to go a different way. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, but it, it's so easy to go the other way, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's only God, bro. So, yeah. you know, and with that being said, I mean, I think, I think I describe it as this for, for myself, at least, like I always focus on things I wanted to focus on, mm-hmm. you know? And when high school for me, it became like wrestling, you know, like a lot of people weren't doing it, but like I focused on that and that was like my thing, you know, and obviously to, you know, go to the next level, you got to have X amount of grades that, you know, did, did a certain way, you know, and Mm -hmm. I say that about you too, bro. You focus on what you wanted to focus on. You weren't really like that while the people were doing, you just kind of wanted to do what you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. No, I I definitely, definitely can attest to that. You know, I played a couple, couple years within, you know, the basketball realm, did a little bit of AAU. And then after that, I think the real world just kind of hit me at that point. I felt like, you know, not necessarily that my skills weren't good enough, but I had to start thinking beyond the picture, you know, of just wanting to, you know, reach the fame and reach the money and and reach a place of stability in my life. And so, and so, yeah, when life hits you fast, man, you either gotta, you either gonna dodge that bullet or or you're gonna, you know, you're taking out you know that's real so what like what prompted that 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 shift for you like what wanted you to like focus on the future that like was there some event um you know where some teachers in school kind of pushing you to like start thinking about these things like what shifted for you yeah, I mean, if my teachers hear this, man, shout out to y'all for uh, for holding me down <laughs> and for y'all just pushing and molding me. You know, I know I necessarily wasn't like a bad student. You know, I feel like we all are human. We all have our moments, you know, in class where we just don't feel like doing certain things or sometimes we just don't do what exactly we were supposed to do. But I think particularly for me, it was just the area of, of just growth, you know. I grew up in a position where I had older cousins and older, you know, people around me. So I feel like my mindset at the age of 16 was the mindset of a person that's 18 or 19. You know, that's just not, that's just kind of how it all worked out. You know, I always thought beyond, you know, my, my age realm and, and honestly, just thinking about it, I just wanted more out of life. You know, like I said, it is crazy to, to look at, you know, how far I've come because I feel like it's, it's exceeded than what I could imagine. You know, my, my dream was just to have a, have a decent job and be able to support myself. But now I'm in a position where I can do more than that, you know, not just support myself, but support those around me. And I'm not talking about just a financial aspect, but I'm talking about more of a, like a spiritual aspect. I'm talking about more of a mental aspect, you know, more of a, just a physical area, you know, a physical area where I can be there for people. Like, this is truly phenomenal to see that. But definitely wanting more will, will, will get you more, you know. It's all just a, a mental thing um, when I when I thought about it, you know. And it's this one mental thing and two, having the right 
uh, resources on my line. And I feel like that's a lot of things that we miss out on as people. We don't always have resources knocking at our door. So in those, in those cases, we have to be in a position to try to find and reach those resources, you know, because I feel like there's people out there that want to help us. They just can't sift through, you know, many and multiple kids is trying to make it out and do their thing. You know, they got to, you know, you got to kind of present yourself to, to want more and allow for a person to help you because that's another thing that sometimes we don't want to help. We just want to do things on our own and try to, you know, get to where we where we can get and see where we can go. But, you know, firm testament, you know, where I made it in life, I, I didn't get here alone. I had people that, you know, were praying for me and people that was rooting for me and people that really wanted to push me in, 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 a, in a further position in my life to not only make it for myself, but make it for those around me. I agree. And it, and it sounds like you had like a vision of like wanting to do better for yourself a be wanting to do better for your family, you mm-hmm. know, and, and you just having those people around you. It sounds like you had a, you started to develop a support system around you that like people who wanted to see you better. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You know? absolutely. It's super valuable, bro. So, so moving from that, like you decided, Hey, I want more for myself. You know, I played some basketball. I, I want to like continue to like focus on my future. So what, what was like the college selection process? Like where, how did you end up where you ended up? Ah, <laughs> uh, I'll just, I'll just be transparent with y'all. Cause I, I don't know, like life was not a walk in the park for me. I remember applying to five different schools and I did not get into my first choice, which was so crazy. That was like the only school that I didn't get into. I got into everywhere else, but ironically, the, the, the first choice that I had, you know, the, the, my alma mater, the school I actually ended up attending was initially my first choice. But, I, you know, I thought about like a financial aspect. I thought about being not too far away from home, but kind of close to home at the same time and being able to get back if necessary. So, yeah, things didn't work out the way I intended them to. But I think they worked out how God had, had planned for it, too. So, you know, just with trying to make a selection between five schools, I felt like I made the right choice. And beyond me making the right choice, I was able to network and grow and um, see different opportunities that I feel like I wouldn't have been able to see if I would have chosen the other opportunity. Shout out to the Aggies out there, Aggie Pride. <laughs> That's lit. Yeah, it's not like you guys have a good time though over there. I'm not going to lie, bro. I yeah. I'll be seeing it on my Instagram. Homecoming is definitely a vibe. <laughs> hey. Homecoming hey. is a vibe for sure. Hey, or we're going to talk, we're going to talk offline and I'm going to tell you about, about some people I know. Got but, you, um, got you. Well, yeah, my brother. So how was the experience there though? Like, yeah. Where, it was it was amazing, man. I mean, just thinking about it, I went to a Christian based school and elementary school, to be honest. Um, my high school again was college preparatory and this was like the real deal. You know, HBCU being around just a lot of people from different environments and different areas of life, you know, meeting meeting people from the DMV area and meeting people from New York and Cali. I'm like, Wow, you from California, you came all the way out here, Florida, just people from all over and then and, and then I'm not going to leave out like a lot of the international students I met too from Mexico and like in Canada. But um, A&T was lit. You know, a lot of people know about like the history, you know, and uh, the school being formed in 1891. And you have four students that actually attended A&T and they were part of the, the Greensboro sit-in, which is which sparked a, a major thing across the nation back in, I believe that was like the 60s, if I'm not mistaken. So just a lot of iconic people came from my alma mater. And it just felt great to be a part of that greatness, you know. You know, being on campus, we had, you know, the, the classes and we had, you know, going to the calf and, you know, had the parties, too. So, I mean, it was just a, it was a good balance, you know, and I felt like in college, we felt like 
we were on our own. So we were doing, you know, we were doing big things and, and it, it felt great to have that, that moment of freedom in our lives. But um, I will say one of the things about college is it took me away from understanding like where God played a role in my life. Cause I was just so focused in on like the worldly things, the things that was happening around me. And I, continually understanding where my blessings kind of came from. You know, I'm not saying that I lost my faith indefinitely, but I definitely hit a roadblock where I wasn't, you know, thinking about God in those moments. And, and sometimes we can get carried away in that when life, whether it's in school, out of school, as an adult, whatever, like when we're not like like circling or actually focusing our life on, you know, that correct source and, you know, who brought us as far. We, we are, I talk about all the time, like not forgetting where you come from, but, you know, sometimes you got to figure about, you, you got to, also, I um, remember the person or, or that, that particular being in your life that, you know, that didn't forget about you, you know. So, I mean, it's, it's just real life in that aspect. But other than that, college was cool, man. I mean, shout out to the brush. Shout out to Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated, the D9. I was able to be a part of, you know, that selection process and, and, and going through my initiation to be a part of the Musa chapter. So, yeah, I mean, college was a, was a great experience. And, and even although, you know, I feel like it's things I would have did better. I just feel like, you know, A&T was just a, such a great opportunity and such a great choice for me. And, and being a part of that curriculum where, you know, where greatness is, is all around you, you know, like everyone is, is struggling to get to a certain place. And once they're out of that that position and, and they're into their, their full adult lives, you see like how, you know, college really forms a person into becoming who they should intend to be. No, I agree. And I, I really like what you said about, you know, your faith. Like, because I, I, when, when I describe the journey to people, I describe it as a journey, A, and then B, like peaks and valleys, you know, peaks and valleys. And, you know, when we're in the valley, we tend to like reach, reach back up to God. You mm-hmm. know, and then we're at the peak. Sometimes we always don't thank God for him getting us up there. Right. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. um, and, and that's the, that's the journey, man. And um, I, I, I love it. I love it because, like, again, that's what you describe it as. You know, we start to drift, you know, but, you know, like that, the grandma praying for you back in the day yeah. know, really does really does pay dividends, you know. And I'm super grateful for that even in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so what, what do you think, like, like made you start, like, I want to I want to get back to, you know, you know, not I want to say, like, stop, like, you get back to growing to God. But when you wanted to refocus. Yeah. <laughs> We've been honest on the podcast, right? We've been honest, my brother. <laughs> We're being honest, honest. All right. I feel like for me, it was a part where I felt like I wasn't living life right. I felt like I was becoming someone that was was uh, was foreign to myself. Exactly. And when you when you don't recognize yourself, you start to think like, yo, what I what I have going on. I think about necessarily some of the people I encountered in college, um, some of the relationships and, you know, some of the dating aspect. And I was thinking to myself like, man, like, I mean, granted, we're in a place where we're having fun in our lives, but within those moments of having fun in our lives, you know, we also can tend to hurt people unintentionally, you know, just by living, you know, our best life and not considering another person's well-being. So I will say for me, the aspect, because I'm, I'm very empathetic, you know, like I'm, I'm in a position where I kind of, I feel what another person feels, even though I don't want to like admit it or as much as I don't, I don't want to like, you know, proclaim that, that that's just what it is with me. But I, I definitely feel that those moments of not feeling like my normal self and, and hurting people unintentionally was, was my moment of wanting to get, you know, back to, 
to God's grace, you know, and and also just just being away for so long, you know, like it's just like being like being home for a while. Like when you are, are away from home, you kind of miss being there. You know, and um, I just made a promise to myself, like, yo, I'm gonna get my life together. I don't know what that looks like because I, you know, I, I have my own ideal of, of how I wanted to live life after school. But eventually I was able to, you know, just kind of come to a better light. And I'm just really grateful for that. Man, I appreciate your transparency, Irv. Like, I really do. Because it's real. And like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, like, I, you're not the only one who felt that way. You know, I felt that way. And I know tons of other people do. Mm-hmm. I think most people do, actually. But I feel like most people, most of us, I feel like we look for other things that aren't God. Right, exactly. You know, some people might like alcohol, like drugs, you know, that relationship that's, you know, toxic, you know, that, that buzzword these days. But yeah, you know, and I, and I think ultimately like to really, like really feel whole is, you know, God, you know. Right, exactly. Um, and it's beautiful to see, like, to see, like, you know, you become like super transparent about it, man. Like, I love it, you know, because obviously like, I, like I'm super transparent with my faith as well. You know, yeah. um, I think my walk has been very similar to yours. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me, it's, it's always been like a lead by example type mm-hmm. of uh, like mindset. I never was like any anyone's face about faith. But I also yeah. I don't think I ever was like like telling someone they were wrong about something. Either. Yeah, so, man, I, I just love I just love what you're doing. So you you uh, you, you graduate and you move on in your life. Right. So I right. see you started a show on IG. Right. What, yeah. So what, what's that called? What's that about? What's the premise? Like, what was the inspiration? Like, what's your muse for that? Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's, I'm glad you asked that. I was like, yo, I didn't talk about everything but my platform. <laughs> yeah, bro. So yeah, so it's entitled Acts of Service. Normally when you, when you see it, I try to capitalize the ERV in it, in the word service. And um, particularly with this, it's, it's looked at as a, a spiritual consultant thing where I talked about my testimony and some of the trials and obstacles I faced and how I was able to relate that into how God works. And I feel like as people, we kind of need to see that because you'd be surprised of how closed off we are about different things we go through when, you know, you look to your left and your right, either one each way or one direction, either somebody's already either been there or somebody's going through the same thing you're going through. And acts of service is also one of my love languages too. following words of affirmation. Affirmation, acts of service is one of those things where I look at it as you didn't have to do it, but you did it anyways. And I feel like that's how God operates. Like he's in a position where, you know, he wakes us up every day. He blesses us with different things. You know, even when we, you know, we, we sin and we do, you know, what we know we shouldn't do. He still blesses us, you know, and I, I think that that's a another depiction of, of God's grace and mercy over our lives, you know, but not to go off topic. It's it's acts of service that that, that really like even when, when you're dating a person, you know, they bring you a cup of coffee, you they bring you flowers or, you know, they take you to your favorite show. It's not about necessarily for me the gifts and, and, and seeing like the, the the amount of money you spend, but it's like the things, the thoughtfulness that you bring into it. And so that's that's just, you know, my platform within itself, me being thoughtful enough to be vulnerable and open to the community and to, you know, my social media platform and those beyond that to just be able to see you know, how my life isn't perfect. You know, I do live, you know, a decent life, but that's that's because God has 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 installed that for me and he's blessed me with that. And I don't take it lightly at all. And I, I want to be able to share different topics and different things that relate to some of the some of the findings and teachings that's found in the Bible. Like when I first talked about 
I first actually I, I first dropped my video in May 31st, 2020. And that was the time we were all in the pandemic. And I wanted to, you know, send out an area of encouragement. But actually, before that, I, I wanted to do um I wanted to do motivational speaking. I talked to my line brother, Easy Ward, about this. Shout out to Easy if you get a chance to hit us, bro. I talked to him about this back in 2017. And, you know, this was me being fresh out of college and, and new into my um, my career. But then again, I always thought about it was more out there, you know, like, you know, cybersecurity is great in, a, in an aspect of helping people to secure their data. But how am I helping people to secure their mental life and, and, and their emotional life and their spiritual life? So when I thought about it, I was like, look, easy i want to do this and he's like man go for it and it just felt like it was crazy because it was a journey <laughs> it was a journey like I, I learned i learned more about myself over the years I, I was able to build my relationship up and um from there i felt more comfortable to be able to talk about things like that i feel like sometimes we're really closed off about it because we want to be liked by a lot of different people we want to be able to fit in we want to be able to just align with everybody so that you know we can relate but you know it's no need to be, you know, ashamed, ashamed of your faith. And I and I, I say all this because I was in a position where I, I shared that particular life where I didn't want to speak too much about, you know, my faith and my relationship with God because I didn't want to scare people away. But nowadays, when I look at it, I'm like, yo, my testimony can be the one thing that saves a person from themselves, save themselves from, you know, an opportunity or, or a particular situation that they shouldn't have to really go through. So, yes, I feel like it's that openness for me that I have to be able to be uh, able to project my voice and use what God's given me so that I can, you know, um, allow a person to see the bigger picture in life. So. So, yeah, I mean, between all of that, that's that's how access service really started. And then another thing was growing up, I had speech problems. So I used to stutter a lot. Really? So yeah, I did. So it was it's so ironic how, you know, one of my weaknesses of people not really wanting to hear me speak. I mean, just, you know, silencing me because, you know, my words wouldn't come out properly can be an area where I use it as my strength, where, you know, I, I'm, I'm very firm when I speak. And though I, I, I play around, I mess around a lot. I, I do mean business when I do, you know, come on to my platform and, and have any speaking engagement. So it's just amazing to see, you know, how, some things you don't know about a person it could be those the one thing that actually um helps them change and, and help other people's change around them. So yeah, access God, God qualifies us, bro, and that Absolutely. you're you're living that man, and that's that's amazing. So what do you think that's your calling? So. I would say that when I look at calling, I look at purpose, right? And mm-hmm. I feel like we all have multiple purposes. It's not like just one thing that we're assigned to. God gives us provision over many things in life. Now, what we choose to be a part of can become uh, one of our purposes. And I think that acts of service and, you know, me being able to speak on my my different activities and, and, and different obstacles that I faced in life is one of my purposes, yes, and um, it's one of those things I can't really run from. You know, I feel like I continue to find myself in this position, although I run from it, I go left and I'm still pulled to the right. And then when I go right, I still get pulled to the left, you know, yeah. so it's, it's about that alignment in life. Once once you get done doing the things, doing your own thing in life and, and realize that God is trying to use you, you know, you become obedient and you submit to his, his will for your life. So in the weirdest way, I feel like I was like, I wasn't necessarily Jonah and getting swallowed by, by a mammal, but I was being, you know, tugged in different areas and ended up in a position where I had to really submit to God's calling. And um, and yeah, I ended up with a platform. Go figure. (laughs) That's awesome, bro. And so I saw you recently became like baptized again. 
Mm, what what prompted yeah. that? Because I, I know like a lot of us like Christians who like, you know, been in our faith for a while, you know, like, oh man, I was baptized when I was younger. I don't have to do that. Like, what was the yeah. significance of you getting baptized again? And you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you for asking that. So, like, I got a story for everything. <laughs> let's do it, bro. Let's do it. Uh, but, yeah, so I was actually baptized at the age 10 um, in my home church, uh, St. Paul's Baptist Church in Richard, Virginia, um, with Pastor Lance D. Watson. And, you know, being being at that age, you know, I was brought into, you know, the the aspect of getting to know God. I had to go through classes. I remember, I think it was like, like eight or nine classes we had to go through before we um we got a chance to to get up there and and get baptized and dipped into the water and um it was cool man like i i really enjoyed it you know beyond that i got involved into different other aspects of church you know i played ball for the church i you know was in the choir for a little bit and i even did um praise dance in my ministry so i've i've done like a ton of different things involving um church within itself but then i felt like your walk with christ when you're younger isn't the same walk you're with you know and your older years and i mean honestly thinking about it um, you know, I just got recently baptized out here in Dallas, Texas, and I'm just like, I feel like my walk is just, it's just different, you know. Last year, I wanted the opportunity to get baptized, and that was one of the things COVID put on put on hold for me. It was like the week, it was that either that same weekend or another weekend, um, or the following weekend, I was supposed to get baptized, and I didn't get that chance to do that. And I thought to myself, like, man, like, we in a whole pandemic, like, I'm never going to get this opportunity to do this again and just really feeling like just really regretful. But uh, really, God makes no mistake, man. You know, I, I, I said this to someone last week, your delayed season does not mean that's your delay. That, that does not include that that's your destination. You know, a season does not equal a destination. You know, so I didn't have to continue to stay in the area of being de- de- uh, as my destiny. Or my destination, I, you know, I only revealed it as a season, and I was able to move past that. And I, I made that decision that, um, you know, I wanted to, you know, get my life to Christ again. I, I look at I look at the area of baptism the same way probably people look at marriage. Like I kind of got emotional, and before I was even dipped in the water, I was in the, I was in line about to get dipped in the water, and I just all my emotions just started racing because I thought about you know how undeserving of this opportunity I am but you know God grace makes it just all the better for me to be here and just come home so so yeah man I I made it happen as of June 27th and um I'm not looking back you know I, I think that this is this is only a step you know um and it's like once you once you again once you dating that particular person for so long you know god for instance in this case it's like you, you start to fall in love with it and once you're in love you're like man i want to make this thing official i want to make this i want to make this forever forever thing and that's that's what baptism was for me like you know this is me you know putting a ring on it and and saying like yo i'm here use me i'm committed you know and that's that that's beautiful it really is man um, like I said, like your transparency about your faith is like super inspirational and it's just like amazing, bro. So I appreciate you. No doubt. I appreciate you. <laughs> hey, so my brother, so where can people find you? Like what's your Instagram? What's your platform Instagram? Like what's your LinkedIn, Facebook, anything you want to share? Yeah. So, I mean, definitely I'll share um, my Instagram because I feel like a lot of people are on Instagram. So you can find me at E as an Edward underscore McBride, that's M-C-B-R-I-D-E-I-V. 
And uh, I'm sure, you know, uh, I'll be able to find you guys on there. We can either chat about access service. You can chat about, you know, being in the technology space or cybersecurity. Whatever y'all want to talk about, man, I'm really a big advocate for, for, for people that just want to continue to better themselves and just grow in life. You know, I feel like knowledge that's hidden isn't isn't of substance. You know, only knowledge is poured out to others, you know, is of value. So let me be that person for y'all to, to, to help y'all out, you know, bridge some different conversations or help put you in some different rooms that, you know, you, you look to being placed in, you know, to continue to, to grow, whether it's, you know, within your career, within your spiritual life, you know, your mental space, however you feel. I'm always open book and ready to, to groove out and talk to you about different things. Man, that's awesome. Like, I'm, I'm super grateful you're able to jump on the podcast, my brother. And, um, you know, I definitely know um, this episode is going to be like truly, like truly, truly uh, impactful to many people. So I appreciate you. Hey, man, I appreciate you for having me. Definitely shout out to you, my brother. I know, like, again, this this is great. We finally got a chance to put this together. But I'm proud of you, man. Proud of you for, for taking a step up and, and making this happen, you know. And um, I feel like, you know, this is this is your acts of service, you know, where you, you're yeah. putting yourself out there and, you, and you're, and you you know, you're being transparent and, and, and vulnerable to, you know, social media and all your audience to let them know, you know, how your life was and, and just really just transforming lives, man you know whether it's you whether it's any of your guests like thank you for allowing god to use you man and, and i know that this is only gonna get better over time you know it's only up from here right so we're gonna yeah, keep pressing forward, love, my brother and it's 804 love. 804 with hey. love <laughs> 804 with love my brother Family, did you see what I mean? Did you get the transparency that Irv was projecting throughout this interview? It's it's really beautiful. Again, being from the same place, I understand what we had to endure, what we had to see growing up. And to see my brother just super transparent about his faith, walking in a direction, posting about it, using his many different callings to help people grow closer to God is just is just amazing to see. So Irv, my brother, I appreciate you more than you know. Thank you for allowing me to share your story, introduce your platform on my platform. And it means the world to me, bro. So thank you for the Masses Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to my mother, Alfredo Bullock. She ran her race with elegance and pride. I love you forever and always.